All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Heather Remchuk. Your one-stop shop for all things Oilers. Nothing feels better than waking up in the morning and knowing tonight there's going to be a massive Battle of Alberta game hitting the ice. It's preseason. Who gives a shit? Let's get into it with the lead. flames tonight and it means nothing absolutely but it also means everything well you never want to lose yeah there's pride on the line there is pride in our line <laughs> and uh it's about it it's about it welcome into oilers nation every day a wednesday edition of the program live from the sports closet studio if you want to get one of these bad boys oh Old Connie Mack on the back. You can do so by heading to sportscloset.ca. They're also uh, loading up with a bunch of gear for the Heritage Classic. Ooh, that, that does go there. That's high. Hung it, up, hung it up right the first time. My bad, everybody. Um, it, they got Heritage Classic gear. They're going to be getting the hats, the hoodies, all that stuff in over the next little while. Check them out, sportscloset.ca. Three locations in the Edmonton area. We are also live on the Oilers Nation YouTube, which is where... You all live on the Century Mile Racetrack and Casino YouTube chat. Sergeant Battle is in. He was out at Century Mile with us nice. last Friday. He says, not only is it game day, it's a BOA game day. Yes, we are going to break down tonight's game between the Oilers and Flames. Who needs to play well tonight? We'll give you our thoughts in a little bit. And You know what else we're going to do? What's that? We're going to be joined by Ryan Pinder, Ooh. one third of the show Barnburner over on Flames Nation. We're going to chat with him about... A whole bunch of things, but also the Calgary Flames. We might need to keep close tabs on this Flames team this year. 
they are going in all likelihood going to be better than they were a season ago. And a season ago, they only missed the playoffs by a couple of points. Yeah. And Frank said on the DFL rundown, the craziest part about it was everything was everyone was healthy, yeah. but everything just went so wrong for them. And, but this year, you know, like the flames, as much as it probably pains us to say it should be better this year. The environment yep. there alone is significantly better. And I think that's, what's going to help the players in, in Calgary. Over on the YouTube chat, actually, let's push it to the side for now. NHL waivers. Everyone from yesterday clears. Um, wow. That is surprising. Jacob yeah, and our yeah. Docker, Sokolov, uh-huh. those two are, it's flat out stunners. And it makes me believe now more than ever you could put Raph Lavoie through waivers. That dude clears. If Jacob Bernard Docker is clearing, Raph is clearing. I got a, I got a theory. And this is from something that happened to us last season. What if Pierre Dorian is the GM in Ottawa, correct? Yes. What if he called around the league and was like, hey, I'm going to put Bernard Docker through waivers. Yeah. He is on the block. Do not claim him. After that, we will make a deal. And then that way, that team then gets that waiver thing, right? Yeah, because then they could assign him right to their American Similar League. Similar to what happened to Clem Costin last season when everyone's like, why didn't Ken Holland just to claim him? We could have gone for free. But the only thing is, I just I feel like there's more than one team out there who should like Jacob Bernard Docker. Like if yeah, you're the I Ducks mean, and sure. you're like, oh, we're going to let Bernard Docker clear just so the Kraken can make a trade for him. Like, no, we're going to take him ourselves, mm-hmm. take him for free. I guess part of it is there's not that many roster spots around the NHL. And yeah, a lot of teams... Yeah. Teams don't really plan for waivers, right? Even the rebuilding teams, they go through the summer and they go, okay, these are the six to eight defensemen that we think will like enough to be on our big club. And we'll, we're going into the year. We're confident going into the year with them. And then a guy like Bernard Docker comes in and he's a big name prospect. Like I am stunned. He did not get claimed, but it's basically just rebuilding teams. that would have taken a stab at him. And those teams kind of sit there and probably go, Hey, we like our own young guys. Yeah, yeah, he played. He's played games in the NHL. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I thought he, I thought he had. I think he's better than Lassie Thompson. I think this is also an interesting lesson in cutting bait with prospects and making those assessments earlier rather than later. Yeah, and I think we've seen that at different points, and and maybe it's a lesson the Oilers are going to have to learn with Philip Broberg if it doesn't pan out. If you draft a guy, it's better to cut. If you get a sniff or a sense that, like, ooh, he may not turn into the player we thought he was going to be, you cut, you need to cut bait earlier. Yeah. Cause, like, if the Oilers are going to trade Philip Broberg right now, what's he going to be worth? Not a lot. Not a ton. Maybe a third, fourth. If they trade Philip Broberg at the deadline after he doesn't make the NHL team again or gets off to a slow start, he's somehow worth even less. If we would have traded Philip Broberg a summer ago, probably still getting something for him. So the prospect shine to him, right? So it's just, I think it's those tough decisions you need to make a year ago, 18 months ago, you get a lot for Jacob Bernard Docker. You do. You get a lot for Lassie Thompson or the first round pick. You wait, you wait, you wait, you say, okay, maybe, maybe this is the year they develop. Maybe this is the year develop, and it never works out. The danger side of that is Tage Thompson, the St. Louis blues. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Let's cut bait with this guy. We don't think he's going to be, what we and look what happens right 40 goal guy 47 goal guy last year so yeah it's a tough tough balance man prospects that's the reason why scouting is one of the most important things for organizations to get right i agree 
I knew you would. <laughs> I knew you would. Uh, Kimberly is in the chat pointing out that you are wearing a suit. Yeah, we got to address the I'm elephant yeah, in the room that, here right that, now. It is quite the elephant in the room that <laughs> yes. I just totally glossed over for the first seven minutes. Why? We have a fantasy hockey draft today, and hey. I am the general manager of moves like yoga. And today is a big day for our franchise. We got to make it work. So you've got to dress, dress for the job you want, not the job you have. I still need to name my team for this. Right I now. still need to go home and get my suit now because yeah. the moment Liam walked in the office like this, I looked down at myself and it was an email. Yeah. I'm thinking of calling my team, knowing who's in the league. I'm all about getting in their heads. I'm okay being the villain in this league. Oh, no. I might call myself like the anti Swift or something. Ooh. Just a really mess. Like Kylie and Kennedy, it's going to get in their heads a little yeah. bit. That's yeah, a great play because it actually will get in their head. They'll get really mad. And like, I don't even think friendly mad. Like, I think they might get legitimately upset. pissed off about it and yeah. upset. That's a good way to kick off the year. A little animosity. Yeah, I think it's smart. I think it's a good idea. I uh, actually uh, brought a briefcase as well. You did. Yeah, you you want to show the people? I'll show the people. I got a little note in the briefcase. I said there's crackers inside of it and briefcase. Nothing of use. <laughs> this could be a bit going. It looks sick. I read my note. Get the ASMR of the note, please. Take Connor McDavid no matter what. Mm-hmm. There you have it. You're gonna you'll forget if you don't keep the note. Yeah, you gotta keep your notes. Yeah. Oilers Nation fantasy notes. staff fantasy draft is today. It's um, the duck race today. Uh, should we explain the to pick. the people what the duck race is? Uh, I don't think there is a duck race. Are we doing something else? We, I was uh, told we were doing a duck race. I thought it was morning. a swim. I got my bathing suit for this. <laughs> we're actually going to run a mile and see who wins. <laughs> uh, people guessing what would be in your briefcase. Um, Good and you said there's some Chris Butties in there. Mm. Sheldon Burke said shredded cheese shredded in the briefcase. <laughs> I actually did have some shredded cheese. I already made nachos. You had some morning. morning nachos. Yeah, yeah, you already had your nachos. Breakfast nachos. Uh, Christopher Palmer said case of bananas. That would also make sense. Have you guys seen the movie um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them? No. Nope. <laughs> well, Tough crap. <laughs> I don't know why I asked you. I know. You've not even seen Titanic. I know what it is. So he has a briefcase and he opens a briefcase and it's just endless. It's kind of what mine's like. <laughs> is it? I thought of yours like Kramer from Seinfeld, full <laughs> yeah. of crackers and nothing. I also want people to know the tie you're wearing. They probably can't see it on the camera. Do that mean to get a little closer? Yeah, well, like or maybe just show it. Like, can you show it in front of your mic? Oh. Yeah, you can kind of see. It has. Uh, it's a 101 Dalmatian sleeve tie. Because <laughs> why not? Right? Why not? Yeah, why not? Well, I want my best tie. <laughs> yeah. So Liam's dressed for success. Our he looks better guy. than we do. Fantasy draft goes uh, goes this afternoon for the Oilers Nation staff. It'll be uh, it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be an occasion. It certainly will be an occasion. Um, yeah, Oilers Flames tonight. Let's uh, let's get back on track a little bit here. Do we have the lines from our very own Jason Gregor? We up? certainly do. Let's give the people a look at what they should be expecting from the Oilers tonight at Rogers Place. Connor McDavid centering a line with Evander Kane and Connor Brown. Leon Dreisaitl with Nugent Hopkins and Hyman. They will play along with Nurse and Bouchard. Peterson and Malone, likely third and fourth line centers. Four of Fogel, Holloway, Lavoie, Ernie, and Yanmark will play no Derek Ryan, no Vinny DeHarnay. So I would imagine, I mean, it's, it's, it is tough to predict. 
I think you could probably sit a guy like Matthias Janmark tonight, get a real good look on home ice with a pretty full roster at both Lavoie and Adam Ernie. Um, so that's how the Oilers are expected to roll out tonight. One update from Oilers skate. Ryan McLeod is skating with the main group. He won't play tonight, but he apparently really pushed himself at the skate. So he's getting closer, could draw into the final mm. preseason game. Good. We need we need yeah. to see him. No Ekholm, though. That's getting a little more concerning I'm as we go I'm still a little nervous about that. We haven't heard anything either. Considering it was supposed to be like nothing, and yeah. we kind of spoke about it. The fact that she told us what the injury was too, and not just like lower body injury. Mm-hmm. Kind of felt like it wasn't a big deal. And now here we are one week away from yeah. the, uh, the whole, the season opener and now a pie at Greta. And hey, nice plug. No sign of Matthias Eckholm. Maybe I'll be there. <laughs> Maybe. You never know. <laughs> you don't want to miss it. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, Oilers taking on the Calgary Flames. They will dig more into that matchup a little bit later on, on the show with Ryan Pinder of barn burner. Um, just cause this is news coming in today and there's a name we know on it. NHL waivers for today, Robert Hag in Anaheim, Colton white as well. Jason Megna in Boston, Brett Murray in Buffalo, Jujar Kara going on the oh. waiver wire in Minnesota. Any interest there from you? Wasn't Jason Magna, the one from the Kraken last season? Or where was he? You're last thinking season? of Jacob Magna. What's his name? Jason. Um, brothers. Jujar Kara was the one I uh, I was asking about. Like, I, yeah, no, I'm no interest from an Oilers perspective. If he shot think. right, I'd be for sure. I'd be mildly interested. I liked him. Jay has a jersey, so he'd be very happy about that. Which one. is hilarious. Um, but no, I just don't think he fits into this team anymore. I don't either. But the, like Robert again, Higgs, right shot. I'm I'd debate it. Robert Hague's a NHLer. Isn't he? Isn't he have a good contract or something like that? Mm. Didn't Buffalo sign him. Yeah, I think he was making over one mil for okay, a little bit. Okay. Um, I think he's fine. Uh, Nick Patan's on waivers. Cal Foot in New Jersey. That's just a product. They have a ton of really good young defensemen. Luke Hughes is going to be in the NHL. Yeah. Simone Nemich is coming. He's not probably not going to play a ton in the NHL this year, but he's going to be really good. Um, also, Mark Jankowski and the rest of the names I don't know. So Mark I, Jankowski. Yeah, I thought he was going to be the best player in his draft class. Do you remember when um, Jay Fiesta said that? When they picked he was him nineteenth overall, twenty first yeah, overall, he was supposed to be like a fourth round pick, and they were mm-hmm. like, "No, we believe he's going to be the best." Here he is. Here he is. Three hundred twenty two games into his NHL mm-hmm. career. Did you um, say Cal Foot hit waivers? Yeah. Hmm. A little. Just, he's another one of those guys where like the prospect shine wears off and you're like, Ooh, he's really just like a quad a guy. But the last yeah. name, <laughs> I know the last name probably kept him around longer than he could. Did you know Mark Jankowski wasn't involved in a trade and is part of the reason why the Nashville predators got UC Saros. Oh, what was the trade on February 27th, 2012, his draft pick rights were traded from Nashville to Buffalo in exchange mm. The Predators wanted Paul Gostad at the trade deadline that year. Oh. And the throw-in was a fourth-round pick in the 2013 draft to even things out. So it was a first, Jankowski, for Paul Gostad and a fourth-round pick. The fourth-round pick ended up being UC Saros. Oh, wow. And then he was traded once again, that first-round pick, along with a second to the Flames for a move-up pick. So the Sabres could take Zemgus Gergensens. And Jankowski then drafted by the Flames, bounced around a little bit after that. Had one good year with the Calgary Flames as well, popping home at 17 goals. Um, so there you go. There's your waiver wire update yeah. for the day. What a fun part of the show that's going to be for the next week. I've, it's what I look forward to. Seven days away from the start of the NHL season, which means we are seven days away from our season kickoff party yes. at Greta. 
the home of all of our nation parties now. Arcade, beer, street food. Greta's got it all. We're going to have great specials on October 11th, like hot dogs. Hot dogs are on special. There's some drink specials as well. There they are. $2 hot dogs. That's really fine print. What does it say underneath it? $6 Budweiser, Bud Light, Draft. Pink Whitney. Big deal, Tall Boys. $12 Nation Nachos. Oh, the Liam special. Liam hey, Liam makes them. <laughs> it's just cheese. Just cheese. And Liam makes them himself. Uh, but join us at Greta. You could also win tickets. We have 15 tickets to the big event happening outdoors at the end of the month. You could win your way into that by showing up to the party. Also, it's all in support of kids sports. So it's all going to a good cause. So swing by next Wednesday, October 11th, as the Oilers begin their regular season against the Canucks. And we kick things off with our season kickoff party. Um, let's move along to our Sherwood Ford giant question of the day, because speaking of the big event happening at the end of the month, Liam, it was announced today Yes, that Nickelback is going to be playing in the second intermission. Let's go. They couldn't have picked a better. That is, that is That's unreal. Perfect group to come and play. It's so good. Perfect. It's the obvious choice, but sometimes they don't make the obvious choice. But so also, I like, like seeing it go through. They've been on tour and stuff. I, I honestly kind of thought they'd be a little too big for this event. They like hockey too much. I don't know. It's just, it is the perfect storm. Like the Alberta, the arguably the, not arguably, they are the the biggest band out of Alberta to play in the heritage classic of the battle of Alberta. It's poetic. Really? It is. It's awesome. Um, I can't wait now. This makes me that much more jacked up to see the Oilers in those bad boys. And then the bad boys who are on our screen right now. I bet they're going to wear them. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Our Sherwood Ford giant question of the day, Liam. Okay. What's your favorite Nickelback song ever? Ooh, okay. Top Nickelback song of all time. Chad in the comments says lame band. Hey, Chad, respectfully, shut up. Change your name then. <laughs> there you go. Uh, my favorite Nickelback song. Well, there's so many. To be so honest. many. Photograph, Saving Me, Saving Me, Animals. Burn It to the Ground. Rockstar. You're going to burn it to the ground. Burn It to the Ground is sick. Uh, Saving Me, I love. I'm but, going saving me because wasn't that the song for game seven intro video against Carolina? I'm pretty sure if you go back and watch that video, that was. is the intro yeah, song. Is. And it takes me back to such a special place. Animals is sick too. But Animals is really, it's a dark horse one. One song that is obviously massive for them, but I feel like goes under the radar a lot. And this was the first time I heard from Nickelback was Rockstar. That's my favorite. That's my top it's, all time. It's a great one. And I just feel like it's never the one that gets thrown on a policy at people amped up. It's animal or burn it to the ground. Yeah. You know, you know it's another sick. I like their new one, San Quentin, that they played. They play it's off their new album. They played a lot on their last tour, which I went to and it was electric. Um, but I also like that this afternoon. That's oh, a good one. That is a good one. Like the way it starts off when you get the little <laughs> Yeah, give it to us. Oh, that guitar is great. Yeah, um, Aaron, your favorite one? Are you saving I, me? I'm saving me. And Which then, was also Connor McDavid's answer when he was asked this well, question. So I feel much better about my mm. pick now. Um, but honorable mention, never again. That song. Ooh. That song goes hard. Back yeah. in the day, I used to get hype like driving in my dad's truck to lacrosse games. <laughs> like hell yeah, let's get some Nickelback going. This actually leads right into our like goal. Of 95 today, 
Why? Nickelback were formed in 1995. Really? They've been around that long. Shout out 1995. 1,995 might be a bit too ambitious. So 95 will do the trick, I think. Right now we are at 25. So hammer the like button. Let's get it up. There's more than 100 of you watching. You all have hands. Hit the like button. Yes. You're all subscribed. Hit the like button. Uh, All right. Dangerous Wade is in and says, I would rather have Cooper Marodi come back and play over Nickelback. Maybe he's the opener. Maybe he does the first intermission. <laughs> yeah. Good you says Rockstar. Blank Project says how you remind me. Sergeant Battle says the sea shanty version of Rockstar goes hard. I I buy that. Well, we buy gotta, that all day. We, we should find test that. that out. Yeah, we should find I that wish we could show. play music on this show. I know. Well, we could. Well, Tyler just gave <laughs> us a taste. Mm-hmm. Um, Good and you also said Wayne Gretzky is in the video for Rockstar, so that's a really? win. Tyler Mulek says Those Days is a really good one. It is a good one. One of their newer ones. So there you go. I tell you. I got no time for people that crap all over Nickelback. Like it's a popular thing to do. I don't no. get it. Loser mentality. They're like, every song sounds the same. I'm like, yeah, so does, so does every everyone. artist. Like, I don't, what do you yeah. mean by that? Also, they don't. Also, they rock. If that's what you mean by Animals, every song rocks. Photograph and rock star are not similar in any <laughs> aspect. Yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Apparently a certain member of the Oilers media who may or may not be named Bob Stoffer, according to Tyler <laughs> Mulek, Bob's talking about Brett Murray as a potential waiver claim. Brett Murray? Brett Murray, 25 years old, put on waivers today. Left winger, shoots left. Six foot five, 230 pounds. Oh Did not play in the NHL last year, but scored 23 goals in 71 American League games. That's good. Let's have a quick That's look. interesting. So That's a with, big boy. So he's with Buffalo right now. Yeah. Had a great uh, college career, actually. 41 goals in the USHL one in his final year. 23 goals last year. That's... Yeah, that's very impressive. 99th I mean, overall pick in 2016. So like again, 25 years old, hasn't established himself in the NHL. I don't think this is a guy who's coming in and popping 15 goals for you next year. But if you're convinced he's better than Adam Ernie and you like Adam Ernie more than Ralph Lavoie, maybe it's worth taking a stab at this guy. He's also from Bolton. From where? Bolton. Where's that? The Wanderers? Uh, Ontario, but I'm from oh. Bolton. Yeah, you're from So that's big. One. But this is, could be a uh, similar situation to Clem, Clem Shady, no? Like yeah, you kind maybe. of bring in a guy, you you go through your camp process and you're like, well, we're still missing this piece. And then this guy comes through six foot five, proved he can score goals essentially every level, but the NHL played 19 games last season, only two goals, but that's not, it's not bad probably for the minutes he was playing. Probably worth a, did he play in the NHL last year? I thought last year he didn't get a single game. Sorry. The year before yeah, 2022. Yeah. Um, not a bad shout. I don't think. Six foot five, yeah. Making seven hundred and seventy-five K. So if you're the Oilers and you know, do you like yeah. him more than Raph Lavoie and you want to save yourself a hundred and ten thousand dollars against the cap? I'm gonna say yeah. And you know what? Like you're souring on Lavoie a bit now. It's frustrating to see a guy who's come into camp knowing it's essentially his spot to take and just done nothing about it. Like Adam Ernie has come in and he's I don't think he's exceeded Lavoie, but he's been noticeable and he's he's done well. Lane Peterson, we spoke about too, maybe not as good as he should have been. Brandon Sutter had moments before he retired. But Lavoie for me is just like, okay, he scored that goal, but like I'm just not seeing it. And I think a, a guy like Dylan Holloway is similar to that. Like, if you remember back to Lavoie's draft year, yeah. he should have been a first round pick and he fell yep. into the second. Lav- uh, Holloway is he, now a, at one at points that year, he was like a consensus top 20, almost a top 15 pick. So essentially. Similar range to what Dylan Holloway actually ended up going. Different players, of course, but Holloway has come in two years in a row now and taken preseason 
by storm. He's done very, very well yeah. and earned an opportunity on this team. We just haven't seen that from Lavoie. Even Borgoa, like, what do you have? Two or three goals, whatever he did. Like, yeah. he showed some signs. I don't know. It's just Lavoie. I just, I don't see it. And now I was, we're seeing these guys go through waivers like yeah. Bernard Docker and uh, the other Ottawa guy that went through and whoever else has gone. Gazdick talked to us Ty about Smith, this yesterday. Like, where yeah, like, like sometimes as, fan bases have a way yeah. bigger view and overvalue their young guys. And everyone has young guys like that. I just don't, I don't think the Oilers are in a, a need for Lavoie. Lavoie needs the Oilers more than the Oilers need the Lavoie. I'm an Ernie guy. I'm an Ernie guy straight up. If <laughs> someone's were looking for fourth line minutes, yeah, that guy is a proven bottom sixer. Yeah. He's played in the NHL for years. He might scrap, might throw the body. That's just, mm-hmm. if we're, if I'm looking for bottom six minutes, that's, that's the guy that I yeah. need more jam in the lineup. Like, you know, the Leafs right now, they're jamming up. They got Reeves on the fourth, whatever. They got Bertuzzi. They're getting tougher. That was a thing today, talking on Leafs Morning Take, that I guess the Oilers are don't really have an aspect like that, like a guy who's going to put the fear of God into you. And I, I'm not here to say Lavoie will never play in the NHL or isn't good enough. I just think he needs a little bit more time. Like, go, go to the American League and prove it for 10 more games. Prove that the Oilers made the wrong decision sending you down. The other thing too with Lavoie is he took the qualifying offer, right? 874. If he wanted to have a better shot of sticking with the Oilers, he would have said, okay, I'm going to take league min because yeah. it's easier to, for you to fit me in. He knew he had to go through waivers. He thinks he's an NHL guy. He wanted to be in the perspective of A, making a little bit more money, but B, all right, if you can't afford me at 875, if you're not going to keep me at that, put me on waivers. I will gladly go play somewhere else. He's not doing the Oilers any favors. So to an extent, do you want to do him a favor? Yeah, do you like, want to give him the benefit of the doubt? And I do understand the frustration that Luke talked about yesterday of, and you just kind of touched on it. This guy comes into camp. He knows if he plays good and brings it with some amount of intensity, he's going to be an NHLer on the Edmonton Oilers this yeah. year. And we haven't seen that intensity from him. Maybe a BOA tonight wakes him up. Maybe, maybe it does. I think you look at a guy like Ben Gleason. Nobody knew who that guy was. Yep. When we did our uh, free agency show, we only spoke about Connor, Mc- Connor Brown. Yeah. Ben and- Gleason was signed that day and none of us whispered his name. And here he is pushing guys like Dayan A and Broberg for a spot on this team. Like he wants it. I just Chance, haven't seen it. Chance brings us up in the YouTube chat. He says, Gleason has definitely been better than Broberg. If making the team was merit-based, Gleason would be in over Broberg. Gleason would be in over Vinny DeHarnay and Broberg and probably Cody Cece right now, right? I know yeah. the handedness is different right. there, but like, It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 100%. Like, yeah. that's what I wanted to see from Lavoie was like a sitting here and going, holy shit, does he ever look good? Mm. But we just haven't gotten that buzz from him yet. And it's no. it's entirely on him. Yeah, 100%. So we'll see. I... I ultimately think the others will just move away from him. If I have to be completely honest, maybe they just do what they did last season, right? Where they go and find a guy who has made it through waivers. who They can now just pop into Bakersfield and play. Lavoie for Bernard Docker. Who says no? <laughs> I'm honestly might not say no to that. I really I, like I Bernard Docker. No. I wouldn't say no. I was kind of thinking of Montreal, but anybody through waivers, I know we're just kind of stereotyping yep. out a little bit with him being a French player, but it, uh, be an interesting case. I, I'm I'm curious to see if somebody on the lower end mm-hmm. would take a shot at him. Tyler Mulek, to be fair, he doesn't owe anybody anything. We can't be sour. He wanted 120k no. more. No, not at all. Like he, but he bet on himself. Yeah, and this and is he, the other side of it. There's a downside it. to the bet. Yeah, so you know, others can be sour about it. I think a little bit of being like, well, you wanted this. You've done nothing to truly earn this extra 100k in this preseason. Very good season last season, yeah. of course, but it's got to be better. And he's just not been. Also only 46 likes. So come on. Get that like goal up, everybody. Uh, we're going to be joined in a little bit by our boy, Ryan Pinder from Flames Nation. Um, Dave Lund brought up something that is very funny. A few people said this to me. Did anyone notice the Kraken announcer was calling Vinny DeHarnay David DeHarnay until <laughs> the third period? I did not see A little that. bit of a size difference. That is funny. Well, David Dayane is a legend in this city in my eyes. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have beaten the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, that was electric, that man. Was that was moment. so sick. It was a great moment. That was. What a deadline pickup. Yeah, oh. Brandon Davidson he, for Vinny Dayane. He yeah. had the clutch gene. Although, I do get a little mad when I think about that because Peter Shirelli not going all in at that deadline <laughs> yeah. was such a critical mistake in the Connor McDavid era. Yeah. Yeah, you, it probably is. You had McDavid and Dreisaitl developing into superstars mm-hmm. on their ELCs and you sat there. And you got David Day on it. You got David Day on it. That team, to look back on it, was so bad. <laughs> like some of the players, it's like, how did they make it to the second, to a game seven of a second round against an Anaheim Ducks team that was probably good enough to win the Stanley Cup? Yeah. And the Oilers somehow did it. Like they, I, I know they lost, but it was just like, like that team was, Patrick Maroon was obviously good. Cam Talbot was very good that season, but it's just like, Pouliot was on that team. David DeArnais had to play in a, like, it's going yeah. overtime goal. It's just, it's just funny to look back on it. And we look at our team now and it's like, where's the holes? If they would have went and gotten an extra defenseman or something like that, that year, like that run might've been extended. Yeah, I'm looking at the roster right now. Can, wow, you, can yeah. you read it out quickly for I'll us? go through games played. McDavid, Drysdale, Eberle, Lucic. Nuge, Maroon, Clefbaum, Latestu, Sekera, Cassian, Larson, Kajula, Matt Benning, Benoit Puglia, Chris Russell, Tyler Pitlick, Anton Slepeshev. Oh, Tony Slep was so electric. Jesse Pugliarvi, Matt Hendricks, Eric Griba, David DeHarnay, Anton Lander, Juge, and Mark Fain. 
fuck's sake. I don't know how they did That's it. Like the team, the team is not awful. I shouldn't have said they were terrible, but no, they were good. But like was, the fact they didn't go all in is so frustrating. Yeah. yeah. You're a pad pull away. Mm-hmm. I just, don't roll, oh, dude. Man. That sucks. You just ruined <laughs> however many people are watching on YouTube. You just ruined all of these days. We, we uh, Adam is in and says, Chia shall not be mentioned anymore during Owen every day. Nightmares. I, the one who shall not be named. Yeah. Nice. Never forget grilling with Kriba. Yeah, <laughs> those were the days. Uh, I can see he popped in in the uh, in the chat here. So let's get ready to roll on our Star Mechanical guest line, Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company, Star Mechanical. You can find them online, starmechanical.ca. You see their trucks all over Edmonton. They do good work. They've been in Edmonton for a long time. You can trust them with whatever you need. And when we want to talk some Calgary Flames, we know we can trust Ryan Pinder. Where the hell are you? Uh, you know, I'm just leaving the studio walking home. How are you, fellas? I just heard it was uh, Peter Shirelli loving, and I thought I'd make a call. I was his biggest fan. That bastard should get his number retired in Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he certainly helped every Pacific Division team for a little bit the way he... Kind of, uh, yeah. You know what? We're, we're going to move on. Uh, you sent me, AB, do we have the photo that Pinder sent me before the show started? Yep. Pulling it up. It's a tough one, man. I Emotionally, I was in the same spot as you in this photo. Head down. I was wearing the same jersey as you yesterday as well. The baby blue Boba Shat. There's that a few of us, yeah. Toronto Blue Jays. Not good. And then, of course, you know, you get the Nickelback uh, outdoor game news today. And then I'm being a smart ass tweeting about, look at this photograph. And then our lovely listeners Photoshop. That was actually after the Seattle devastation. And that's oh. at about 1 a.m. Bobachet was very tired that night, my friends. <laughs> yeah, I can see. Uh, our short for giant question today was favorite Nickelback song of all time. What's yours? Not a big Nickelback guy. So I don't know that I, uh, I only know the songs that uh, I know the songs. I don't know. All I'm right. very mad but- on this, but everyone. So oh, you don't like Nickelback? Oh, you're gonna be so cool and hate everyone. No, I just don't like Nickelback. It's all right. I don't like McDonald's Fair either. Enough. They're both very popular. They both can take lots of money. That's great. Go get it. Fair enough. Uh, let's talk some Calgary Flames. I was down in your neck of the woods last week. I was following along Frank Saravalli at Flames training camp, and it is very noticeable how different the vibes are around that team this year. Gee, I wonder what happened. Um, but are the is the good vibe change <laughs> going to be enough? for these guys to make that step back into the playoffs? Well, I mean, they missed by two and aside from injuries, yeah. everything went wrong. They were relatively healthy. Markstrom maybe had the worst year of his career after really establishing himself as a true NHLer. You had the greatest drop in points in single season to the next in NHL history with Jonathan Huberto. You know, clearly the group despised Daryl. They wanted Backlund to be their captain. Daryl didn't want him to be. You watch top prospects get called up by the GM and not get played for weeks. Matthew Phillips, hello, I'm looking at you. He scores last night for Washington. He's playing with Ovechkin and Backstrom. Like, I, I think this is a good enough team to be a playoff team if they're just themselves. And never mind the coaching change. But, like, how much better does the air smell? How much better does your lunch taste? How much more excited are you showing up to work? when it's not the guy that won't have you smiling or laughing. Like, God, there was a, a gray cloud over that team last year. And, and the coach did some dumb things. And he's a Hall of Fame coach, and he's won 
cups, but they didn't get to figure out what Matthew Phillips was because he was adamant on rolling four lines and playing Trevor Lewis and Milan Lucic every fourth shift all season. And that's just like really, really shitty, shitty roster management. And, you know, no one, including the staff, the equipment guys, people in the building, everyone knew it was time for Daryl to go. Except apparently the owner that gave him, a, you know, eight million bucks over the next two years to not show up to work. So it's I don't know what that value is, but it's not nothing. I know that. You mentioned Jonathan Huberto. No one's I think no one's going to benefit from this change more than Huberto. What are the expectations like for him this year? Like, is the fan base thinking this guy's jumping back to 95 to 100 points or do they maybe need to temper that? I don't think they are. And I think people outside the market are more bullish on Huberto because the only oh. viewings Calgary Flames fans have had of him was a pretty ineffective middle six winger. <laughs> you know, got in a very early public spot with the head coach. So, you know, it's people like Frank coming to town saying like, hey, like this guy's going to be a weapon this year. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess. But if you're asking the fan base, like what have they seen from this suggest he's a superstar? You know, you could see point totals from this last year in Florida. That's it. Like, it's not like you saw Florida a lot. It's not like it was a divisional team where you're like, oh, God, like Bo Horvat. I know that guy. Like, oh, man, you know, I know exactly what Darnell Nurse is. I see that guy play a ton. Like, no one ever tuned in for Florida games. Maybe you caught a bit of a series. But, like, they've, they've kind of – like, what is this guy? I feel like – and he said himself, Calgary hasn't seen the real Huberto yet. So, it's like, well – Guess we'll find out this year, but but no, I don't think this is like a really bullish fan base because first it was the core that could never win and get over the hump with Johnny and Matthew Kachuk and Sam Bennett and Mark Giordano and those guys leave and you miss them, but it's like now this new group they they completely underwhelm and, and miss expectations. So I just think there's a general sort of like I've been burnt too many times, you know, investing my my heart in this team is kind of the, the vibe of the fans. It's a wait and see. If Jonathan Ebro wants to put 25 points this 15 games, yeah, those are pants. Yeah. It, it feels like, I mean, this season could go one or two, one of two ways, right? Like if it, if things get off well, they're rolling in a playoff spot, everything's great. But there's also the other side of this where a guy like Lindholm is a pending UFA, Hannafin's a pending UFA. We did get that Backlund signing. Is that Backlund signing a significant signal I'll say that maybe they do have a shot at bringing back pieces like Hannafin and Lindholm on next deals or is it going to be like a wait and see through the year depending on how the team does kind of thing yeah I think it's both of those things it's a sign that it could happen but there's no way if I'm Elias Lindholm or Noah Hannafin I'm at least seeing if this team's good like they're they're about to sign the wealthiest longest biggest contracts of their careers is this a group that's good or not? And and the jury's still out. Like, I think it's, they're very firmly planted in the middle. Like if you said they finished six to 10th in the West, I'm like, yep, <laughs> they're not as bad as San Jose and Anaheim and some of those other bottom dwellers. They aren't as good as, you know, Dallas, Vegas, Edmonton, Colorado, like they're somewhere in the middle there. And, you know, if Markstrom wants to look like a Vesna guy, I think I I know at what end of that bubble is. If, if they get sub nine hundred goaltending again, I also know what end of that bubble they're going to be in. But they're too good to tank. They really aren't a, a favorite to win a division or anything. But you know, it's a crazy tournament. We watch a team with what one fewer point than the Flames go to the Cup final. You, you want to get nine thirty goaltending to a month? You got a, you got a ticket. 
yeah, that Florida thing and the way people are even still today overvaluing Florida. It's like, man, if Pittsburgh doesn't lose to Chicago, the conversation yeah, on the Florida exactly. Panthers is totally different. Yeah, and even with well, the, and flames, the Flames are in a to lose to Chicago. I think they went like uh, oh two and one against Chicago, like something just dreadful like that. Like, are you fucking kidding me? That's that's the worst team in the league. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, I think. This this team could be good, but I think for probably 25 teams, if everything goes well, you're a playoff team. And I only think there's probably two or three teams immune to missing if things go wrong. Like if McDavid gets hurt and there's no goal in Edmonton, you miss. Sorry. Is it likely to happen? Absolutely not. They're 99% in. But every team's worst outcome is pretty much missing. All teams' best outcome is probably at least flirting with playoffs. So we're going to see. Perfect, man. I uh, appreciate you hopping in here quickly. Walk safe, get home, go Jays. Oh, man, please. These these turds. If they could get one playoff win in the Bichette Vlad era, that'd be lovely, wouldn't it? And two uh, would yeah, even better. So Let's do that. Let's just start with one win. Uh, thanks, Pinder. See you guys. There you go. Ryan Pinder from Barn Burner. I like that he's just cruising around going for a nice, yeah. nice nature walk. We got to see a bunch of different areas of Calgary. It's a beautiful city. It really is. They I like and I their like office. Calgary. Have you been to their office? No, I've never been invited. Nah. It's in a nice area. We well, got a nice one, little studio. Really there nice. was one time, actually, I almost got trapped in Calgary. Uh, You've never told me quickly. this story. So I was down in Calgary. My girlfriend's sister lives in Chestermere, so I go down yeah. fairly often. And we were down there, and the weather was turning. And we all know the QE2 can be quite right um unforgiven mm-hmm. so i was unsure if i really wanted to drive down it and i looked at the weather and it was like snowing at the moment but then like the next four days were all snow well i might have to uh, make some calls here to, to work in calgary i ended up catching a gap and getting home safely obviously but there you go that's the story of how liam almost got <laughs> stuck in calgary could have been bad uh i'm torn on the huberto thing man like i and frank is very we talked about it on oilers nation or sorry on daily face off live today Frank is very high on Huberto this year. He's like, hey, he's going back to his proper wing. No more Sutter. He's going to have fun again. All of this. I look at a guy who, I mean, he had a couple of great seasons in Florida, a handful of great seasons in Florida, but he's also now 30 years old. The production will likely start to dip in the next few years. He's just beginning a long extension. And my thing with the Flames, and I agree with what Pinder said, everything went wrong last year. That is true. But is just the good vibes of Sutter being gone and staying healthier? Is that going to be enough? I I want to throw this out there, and this is not obviously a disrespect thing, but is Jonathan Huberto not just Ryan Eugene Hopkins with maybe two good seasons? He's like, better than New. He, he is a little bit better, but he's more dynamic. At, if you look at the numbers statistically, they're actually pretty close for most of the career. Besides Huberto has the 92 point season as well. Mm-hmm. For the most part, it's not like too far off on like points per game and stuff like that. And I think that's were they the fun. same draft class? Um, I think so. Wasn't Huberto the same year as Hall? No, maybe. Oh, no, no. Uh, no, you're right. I think it was. I think they were. Third overall? Jonathan Huberto, 2011. Yep. So, yeah. And then, yeah, Gabriel Landisco. I don't know. Like, you look at it, like, Huberto has 30. Six more points than Nugent Hopkins in his career, and he's played fifty games less. He is better. I'm not saying yep, he's not better, better, but it's it's very close in in some aspects of the game. And if they're getting, how much do they pay him? Ten. So you're obviously want a little bit more production than Nugent Hopkins, but 
I just don't think he's that guy. I don't think he's the MVP candidate he wants. I don't hate that take. I think he's like, I think he's a point per game player. Yeah. I think if that's what they get, then they should be very happy. He makes, probably be the highest he makes more than twice what Nuge does at 10 and a half. <laughs> yeah. Holy. Take that. So and his deal just kicked in. Like Rusty yeah. just said, Huberto has a career average of around 80 points. I don't think he's going to crack 90 again. I think that's where more he is. He's a point of game guy. And that's kind of where I think Nuge is at now, too. Yeah. When you look at that flame scene, too, and I think this is something to, to think about, like, do they have enough? Like, so he'll play with Lindholm and Manjapani. Are those guys good enough to even get each other to 100 points? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, Nugent Hopkins gets to play with McDavid, and that's why he got to 100 points last season. Yeah. And like, it's just maybe not the, just not the time for them to be there. John in the Facebook chat says, no Barkov or equivalent in Calgary. Exactly. Yeah, like, I agree. I got to look at this team here on paper. Again, Huberto is point of game. Lindholm, 40 goal potential. Mangiapane should be a 30 goal guy next year. Second line, Backlund, Sharon Govich, Coronado. It's not that good of a second line. Third line, Kadri, Rosicka, Dubé. Maybe that ends up being Coleman at some point instead of Rosicka. But like, hey, that's a good third line. Yep. Fourth line's fine. But like, there's just, I don't see enough in that forward group. I like their blue line. If Markstrom can be dialed, they should be fine. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm not, I don't think they're threatening to win the division next year or anything close to that. I think if they get in, they're seed seven or eight. Yes, I would agree. I don't think they're better than Seattle. They might be better than Seattle. I don't know. Goal better. Blue line's better. And the forward groups are, they're, they're not as deep as Seattle, but I think it's close. And I think the blue line is significantly better. I'm, I'm, we'll agree to disagree on that one. When we do our preview, maybe we'll yeah. d- d- dive into that a little bit more. But I'm curious to see what Calgary will be like without the circus around it. Like last year, it will be better. It should be better. It can't be worse. So yeah, maybe, <laughs> but I don't know. I think the backland signing is big for that organization. If he had left, we could be seeing like a 10 year rebuild here. I've just a team absolutely fallen apart around us and yeah. just slowly. Well, what nice? Well, what cause we, yeah. I mean, they're paying Huberto and Kadri a combined $18 million, I think, or close to it, it for the next seven years, they six years. Literally. If, if, Backland have left, would they not have just been what San Jose were? Yeah. Where they just have all these guys on contracts it's like, well, we have to wait four years to trade anyone and we're going to be terrible. slightly above terrible yeah. until we need to be terrible. Tyler Mulek drops a hot take in the chat. Says Florida is going to be a lottery team this year. Uh, I actually don't hate that take. I don't think they're a playoff team. No Ekblad, no Montour to start the year. Go read their blue line, That's man. That's rough. It's bad. Like, they're going to be rolling. Gustav Forsling will be their number one defenseman for at least the first month. Around him, they have Mikola, Ekman Larson, Mike Riley, Dmitry Kulikov, Josh Mahura, local boy. I like Josh Mahura, and Matty Kierstad. They have no. Gustav Forsling and a handful of third pairing defensemen. On top of that, is Sergei Bobrovsky going to be 930 Sergei Bobrovsky for the first month of the year? Far from a guarantee. Maybe Spencer Knight's your guy, but far from a guarantee. I don't know. Their forward group is good, but Matt Kachuk scored 31 more points than anyone else on that team last year. I don't know if you can just rely on Matt Kachuk carrying your offense and grinding teams down when your blue line's that bad and your goaltending's that big of a question mark. I agree. And you look at the division. It's a lot of good teams in that division. A lot of teams, too, who have not been very good, who now want to be good. Yep. Ottawa, Detroit... Buffalo, but 
Yeah, I see him getting leapfrogged by a couple of those teams. Mm-hmm. They could they could fall quite mightily. Yep. Like I think the top dogs in the East this year, Carolina, Jersey, Toronto. No Vasilevsky for Tampa for 10 weeks will hurt them significantly. Oh, yeah, big time. So I think it's a clear-cut top three. Carolina, Jersey, and Toronto. Carolina, Jersey, Toronto. Yeah, I would agree. Tier two is in the mix, should get in. I think Tampa's in there. The Rangers are in there. Uh, Boston's close, but I think they're in that tier. Like, in the mix, should get in. And then that means there's two spots. And those two spots will go to two of the Islanders. They're not getting in. I think the Islanders are toast. Panthers, I think they're toast. Mm -hmm. Then you got the Penguins, Sabres, Sens, Wings, Caps. Sabres, Sens, Wings. I think Buffalo takes one. I think Buffalo Buffalo. takes one. I think Pittsburgh takes the other. Yep, me too. Yeah, I would too. I think it's between three teams. Probably the Sens, Buffalo, and Pittsburgh. Yeah, I was going to say the odd man out for me is the Ottawa Senators. Because I view them as like kind of like Buffalo last year. Boston might miss too, though, man. I know I'm... Eh, come on. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> this again? But <laughs> is Linus Hallmark going to be a Vesna guy again? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, like, you know, you lose Bergeron and Krejci like this. And didn't replace them. Because like, they have no money. Lost Taylor Hall. Lost Taylor Hall. Their top six, like Pasternak, Marchand, Electric. Marchand's also 35. Yeah, you never he know. not going to be this Brad Marchand forever. Charlie Coyle, number one center. Not great. Pavel Zaka down the middle. Okay, you better hope he's ready for top six minutes. And I know right now they are, uh, Matty Poitras is up with them, 19 year old, and they're playing him in the top six. They're going to, I think, pray that he's a solution. <laughs> uh, on Ottawa, I think the biggest question mark for them is the goaltender, Forsberg and Copasalo. Yes, both have been good the last couple of years, yeah. but let's not forget Copasalo was like an 850 goaltender a couple of years ago, too. Like, they're just too, they're, they're good on a day, but when they're bad, they're bad. Yeah. And that's just as a team trying to make the playoffs. Is that what you want? I don't know. You know what I'm thinking for Monday's show? Because I'm reading a good one here from Sung Jay about Arizona and I like it. Monday, let's do our preseason, preseason hot takes. Ooh, Yost podcast. Let's all come in here with like three okay. star mechanical hat. Yeah. Three things that sound crazy, but you think of a chance to happen. Maybe we'll get a good guest for this one too and yeah. get someone who's going to spit fire with us. Ooh. All right. Get All the right. people in the chat. That goes for you too. Prepare yeah. your hot takes. Prepare well. some hot takes for Monday homework. show. Homework for yeah, the rest of Really it. sink your teeth into this assignment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you still have the star mechanical hat? Yeah, it's at my house. Yeah. We should hang I'll, it up here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's uh, keep cruising along on the show. Big shout out to Pinder joining us and to Star Mechanical. Let's get to the Betway other sports report for the day. Playoff baseball back underway. MLB messed up this scheduling so bad. The game, the games last night ended by like 8.45 Mountain Time. That's 10.45 Eastern. You should be starting your last game at 8 o'clock or at 7.30 Mountain, 9.30 Eastern or 9 be, Eastern even. Who would have been the West Coast game? I think that's part of the issue is that there is no, everyone is Eastern. Arizona wasn't in Arizona. Yeah, it's in Milwaukee. So it's Central, Eastern, Central, Eastern. So that is part of the problem is like starting one of those at nine really does suck. But I think you could have bumped all these back at least half an hour. Jays could have started at three, five o'clock Eastern. But either way, tough loss yesterday for the Jays. Um, What happened? Well, one, like they struggled to produce offense. That is obvious. That is apparent. But what I don't like about that last night is some of the hindsight that people use to criticize this team. Kevin Gosman was fine. 
I think they yanked him too early. Didn't end up costing him because their bullpen's electric and didn't give up another run. They lost because Royce Lewis is red hot. Yeah. Two dingers. Like what wasn't he the only player to get two hits a hit in the like the first five innings or something like that? Yeah. Uh they got a few hits off him, but okay. Kevin Gosman only gave up three hits in the game. Sorry. It's really good. Like, ah, it's frustrating. And Matt Chapman nails that baseball oh. in whatever the six or seven. It went further than both of Royce Lewis's home runs. It was the furthest hit ball in the game, 401 feet. And you just hit it slightly to the wrong part of the park. If that thing is even hit 10 feet to the right, it's going off the fence mm. and it's scoring two runs. Cause there's two outs. The runners were in motion. They were that close. And if that ball goes out, if it's hit to a different part of the park, you win the ball game four three. Yeah. I felt like that guy caught that ball. Chapman's home run ball. Like so casually. I and know. Weird. I, thought it was I, was, gone. I thought it was over. And then he was celebrating and I was like, Oh shit. So I, I don't like the decision to go with Jose Barrios today. I hope he proves me wrong. He's Revenge. more than capable of throwing a gem. He had a great year. I would have gone with Seabass today. I think he can keep his heart rate down a little bit better in these big moments. I would have gone with Bassett. They're going with Barrios. I think it's a risk. I like their chances today. I don't love their chances because Sonny Gray is a really damn good pitcher, but he's been prone to his blowups as well. So I, I, I think they can get to him, but I'm nervous, man. I'm nervous. How how much of the bullpen did they use yesterday? Is it still relatively fresh for today? Hicks barely pitched, so Hicks should be available. Romano is available because he didn't pitch at all yesterday. Right. Um, a lot of the guys that they burnt only faced a couple of batters. So, so it should be fine. Yeah, have like they, I'm looking at pitches thrown. Have, have they done that thing? Obviously, it's on the second oh, game. Hicks through 25, actually. He's probably toast for today. Okay. Do they... Put the starters in the bullpen. Like sometimes I know not all. Kikuchi could come out of the. That's pen what today. I mean. Like they'll have that guy to do like the mid yeah. relief if it doesn't go well. Yeah, I think the plan today is you're probably going to see Tim Mesa at some point. He only threw three pitches yesterday. They're going to hope Barrios can get him through five or six and have a revenge game against the Twins team that picked him up, team that drafted him. Um, and then you're you might need six outs from Jordan Romano today. And I think you're almost planning for that because again, Jordan Hicks threw 25 pitches yesterday. There. Uh, Mark M. Jays don't know how to manufacture runs. Everyone's trying to hit dingers. That's actually not the Jays team this year at all. If anything, they are way better this year at manufacturing runs. They get their, they choke up. They shorten up their swings. They'll hit their bloop singles. They were not a home run hitting team this year. But what um, what were your thoughts on Bo's decision to not listen to Rivera? Smart. Right call. I was, yeah. you got to put, again, it's hindsight. It's revisionist when people are like, what an idiot. I'm watching that game. I'm watching that play live. I'm screaming go at my TV. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Correa had to make a perfect play and he did. You got out, but yeah. I think it's fine. And he's one of the best in baseball. That's mm. why they pay him the way he does. Yeah. Also, Bryce Harper did exactly the same, scored the run and was praised later on yeah. in the day. Blew through the stop sign. <laughs> yeah, I did. Then that uh, was way more prominent. Schneider it. said everyone's available out of the pen today, according okay. to Nuge Lover. Okay. I hope they can use Jordan Hicks because I really like Jordan Hicks, but they might need six from Romano. I doubt Jordan Hicks is actually available. What team was he on? Was he on St. Louis? Yeah, I thought so. Um, you also need to get to this Twins team way earlier to dig into their bullpen. They have a couple of good bullpen arms, but they're not as deep as the Jays. So hitting Sonny Gray I got, early. I got some Jays bullpen for you here. There we go. How do Going you feel about bullpen. that? Well, that means if Bassett wouldn't pitch tomorrow, potentially. Correct. If they win. <laughs> uh, the old Koochmeister could go in a game three. <laughs> I guess you got to play... You got to play to play win in the you, moment. You got to play to get there. Yeah, just yeah. win, baby. Yeah. Just can't wink about tomorrow if you don't win today. Yep. That's future us. Future yeah. us can deal with that. Yep. 
Uh, Jose Barrios to record six plus strikeouts is plus 225 on Betway. I don't hate that, although Minnesota really does not strike out all that much. Um, I think I'm just, I'm betting with my heart. I think I'm just unloading the clip. Jay's plus 120 on the money line. Let's not get cute. Well, it might be a last opportunity, so you may as well. Well, don't say that. They win today. You roll the money over. They win tomorrow. On when to the you next. say it wearing a suit, I believe you. I know. <laughs> You're such an authoritative yeah, yeah, figure yeah, on yeah. this show now. What kind oh, of socks are you wearing? Uh, my dad got me these. They're just, they're just like camping socks. Okay. Uh, very cozy. Yeah, they look cozy. Uh, there you go. There's the Betway Other Sports Report 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. Big, big shout out to Betway. We are getting towards the end of the show here, which means it's time for the Alberta Blue Cross favorite memories of today's show. There's only one thing better than sharing memories, and that is making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross Travel Insurance protects your memories and more wherever your travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca slash travel. Your favorite memory of the show? My favorite memory of the show today, Tyler, is when we discussed our favorite Nickelback songs. It's Mm. amazing to know how many great songs Nickelback has, and I am extremely excited to see them at the Heritage Classic. My favorite memory of today's show was before the show when I walked in and saw you wearing a suit. Aaron, your favorite memory of today's show? Um, I think my favorite memory was, I can't remember who said it in the chat here, but he started going at Nickelback. And, <laughs> and the boys had the boys back. Yeah, okay? the chat they were got going after at him. And I like that. Little street justice. Yep. Don't hate ch- that at if all. If you're in the chat right now, drop your favorite memory. And also a like. We're at 65. Let's see if we can get a little closer. Also, we got something exciting. Yeah, we do. Oh, we do. Yes. yes Seven do. days from now is the Oilers' first regular season game. Yeah. Seven days from now is our season kickoff party at Greta. Live at that party yes. will be the first ever. Aaron, you can fire it up, buddy. You're on camera for I'm it. Come on. Let's go. Uh-oh. The what first edition be? of Oilers Nation Presents Pre-Gaming with Boardsy. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. And not given. Going from behind the desk to yes. the leather chairs that are right in front of me. That's right, people. We're going to be doing a pregame show this year. We're going to be doing a pregame show. I am. Uh, I'm so excited to get going with this, man. I believe, Tyler, you're going to be you're going to be with me every single show. So, yeah, it's going to lead you one hour before the game, right up until puck drop, a full pregame show for the Edmonton Oilers live on the Oilers Nation YouTube. And then Aaron's going to be around with a rotating cast on Oilers Nation after dark as well. Um I, I just think it's good to have a pregame show. Something that is immediate when people want to sit on the couch where they're getting ready for the game, something they can put on. I'm excited to do the show with you, Aaron, and have you in the big chair as well. Yep. Uh, we're going to have our boy Pat Puff producing the show. It's going to be done very, very well. Um, I'm excited. Again, this is something we haven't had at Oilers Nation before, a true live up to puck drop pregame show. And I think yep. people are going to really enjoy it. I, I, we got a lot of cool segment ideas. We're yep. going to have a revolving door of nation guests coming in. And I just want you guys to come hang out in the chat with us. We'll get you everything you need to know up to the minute lines, mm-hmm. betting lines, starting goaltender matchups, probably a couple bets here yep. and there between the two of us. And uh, it's going to be a good time. So the first time we're doing it is at our friends, Greta's home. Yeah. And that is going to be a good, that's another reason to come on Wednesday is you're going to get the pre and the post game and all the fun. Yeah. Again, we spoke about this on this show Yeah, about this show, but come and ask some questions there and at the yeah. show as well. Yeah. We want you guys to interact with us when we're out there. So yeah, like, I want a very interactive. I want a nice little, I want to create a family in here. Yeah. I rehopped on the discord last night. I want to start talking. What you guys want to talk about is what I'm going to talk about. 
And the other thing too, in true nation fashion, we're, we are Oilers fans and we don't hide it. We don't do no, the whole yeah, stuffy no, media it. thing. The post game shows, if the Oilers are playing bad, we will be just as pissed off as you. I, the pregame shows, we will be just as excited as you. And I think you'll feel that. We're going to have a really good time. Yeah, I got pretty fired up on After Dark a few times last Dan, year. And you're going to be getting fired up with me this yeah. year as yeah, well. I'm ready. That's Hot Take Central. And that is where normally the Darnell Nurse talk tends to, <laughs> tends to go. I did notice last year producing After Dark that like the episodes where the games where Darnell Nurse made a crucial error. The viewership was, it skyrocketed. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. That was a big night. Thanks, Daryl. <laughs> Don't do it again this year. He's though. doing it for us. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Pre-gaming with Boardsy, the official Oilers Nation pre-game show. I'm going to be there every episode of the show as well. Let me know what you think of the logo. Yeah. It, it, it's a fun vibe. It's a fun it's, We're going to be having some fun on yeah. this show. Someone said it will be better than Oilers Plus from Final Buzzer. Well, simply because it's free. Yes. yes. Adam Moore says, looking forward to the show, boys. Keep up the awesome work. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who tuned in today on the show. Uh, let's go, Blue Jays. Go me, and, Jays. me and the boys in the Discord were talking about it yesterday. Yeah, really? uh, we had a little chat you going. figured it out. I figured it out. Did someone tag you in? Just <laughs> yeah, I think Tyler Mulek so tagged me in a post, and that's why I got the notification. Yeah. I was um, going through the Discord last night. I can't wait to be hopping in that thing during well, the season. Well, it's, about, it's a plethora of information. We'll make a little request to the Discord if they can make a pregame in. Oh, yeah, when, yeah, yeah. When we go yeah. live of it, if they could notify everybody. And Please maybe and thank you. You can ask some questions in there or whatever. Yeah. Because I have. Yeah, if you All create right. like a channel, yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Liam, you're when you're wearing that suit, man, you're a whole different Sorry, person. I got a lot of stuff in this briefcase. <laughs> For Alberta Blue Cross, Betway, Star Mechanical, Sherwood Ford, Greta, and Sports Closet as well as Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Everyone who is in on the YouTube chat, Ryan Pinder, Aaron, Liam, Mm -hmm. new pregame show seven days from now. Five more editions of Oilers Nation every day until the puck drops on the season. We'll be back tomorrow, noon mountain time. Frank Saravalli on the show. You won't want to miss it. Go Jays. We'll chat then. Thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit OilersNation.com.